Biscuits and Blu-rays podcast, where we watch Blu-rays and take the biscuit. I'm your host James, co-host Jade is here. Hello! The first one of 2024. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Awkward pause. Starting off with a banger, I think. Yeah, we, we definitely are. La La Land. La La Land. What? It's Moonlight, it's a sudden Moonlight oh, podcast. This is a Moonlight podcast. Welcome to the Moonlight episode, everyone. <laughs> Plot oh, twist. That, that was so unfortunate. Did you? Was you watching the Oscars? I was watching it happened? live. I was winding down. I was like, okay, I know what the best picture is now. La La Land. Great. That's exactly what I wanted. Thank you very much. And I nearly turned off my viewing device. <laughs> and everyone was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's, mo- it's moonlight, actually. And I thought, that's the funniest thing that's ever happened. It was pretty good. Did you? Uh, did you watch Moonlight? Yes. I, I preferred La La Land. I prefer La La Land to Moonlight. I think Moonlight... They're, they're both banging films. Moonlight is a great film. I think it's more more for, more an actory one, but I do think this is the better film. Yeah. This is just beautiful to behold, isn't it? Just to clarify, this is the La La Land episode. It, it really is, yeah. <laughs> We're not going full Moonlight on you. Just yet. What? Uh, I don't I don't want to talk about handjobs on the beach. Oh. It's a shame. I know. Oh, well. That's what this film's lacking, I think. Handjobs on a beach. There's no handjobs on a beach in this. There are no beaches in this, are there? I don't know. Because we know that Ryan Gosling can beach. He can. That is his Back job. then, though, did he have the ability to beach? No, it's something that you just become later on. Fair enough. This is a Damien Chazelle movie. Chazelle. You haven't seen Whiplash. I have not, no. You're missing out. So you keep telling me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time I like, there's a clip of Moon... Moonlash? Moonlash. <laughs> I can't stop talking about Moonlight. And jobs on the beach. Uh, every time I think about Whiplash or it comes up on the TV or something. You think about Moonlight. I think about yeah, <laughs> the real winner. Um, no, I'm always like, you need to watch Whiplash. And you haven't yet. No, I have not, no. What is your problem? I've just never got around to watching it. I just haven't. There you go. But you've watched La La Land. No, uh, that was the first time I've watched it all the way through. I had only ever seen half of it and I, because I watched it on a commercial flight. And there's only so much of that you can enjoy with engines going for it. Where were, where were you going? I was going to France. France? To <laughs> En Français. I was going to France. Ah, where they call it Lilliland. <laughs> Lilliland. Yes, okay. So you hadn't, you hadn't seen the other half of the film. I had not because this, this is a France element to the story. Is it? Well, Paris. Oh, yes. uh, Paris. Yeah, yeah, that's where, so, that's yeah, where. That's where I was going to uh, Charles de Gaulle Airport. It was uh, rather good. Okay. I saw this six times at the cinema. Six times? Yeah, I, I could not get enough. In what fact, is... my one of my Facebook memories today mm-hmm. is from obviously where I'd watched La La Land for the first time. And I just put, La La Land is just wonderful. Oh, that's so cute. Has it always been a top one for you? I think from the get-go, like as soon as this film starts, I'm like, I this okay, this is top notch. Yeah. And it never stops for for me personally, never stops. Did did you watch that initially and think, you know what, I'm gonna have words tattooed from that one of those songs on my arm? I do have it tattooed on my arm. Oh yeah, I've got the lyric, some of the lyrics from the audition on my arm. In case anyone was wondering, what the hell Jade's talking about. <laughs> So, this is from the same filmmaker as Babylon, your favourite film. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Can't get enough of that shit. What's your beef? You, we know my beef. Listen to that podcast, guys, you'll know. Okay, okay. Like I said, Whip- Whiplash is a film about music, it's about jazz, mm-hmm. it's about skillabar, skillaboo-boo. Does the director just enjoy jazz music? He does, but there's a line in this film that I'm going to come back to on that point okay because i think he wrote this as well he wrote the story okay it's obviously a love letter to those old hollywood musicals you, do you know what i mean yeah. those those you can see like american in paris and stuff yeah Ref- but it's, they're not reference but you can kind of see inspiration from those red those... shoes is a th- is a film i also think oh yeah very um very mgm isn't it and i like that yeah other films mgm have done like... singing in the rain they were they were took up over a lot of the big the big musicals. Those and Paramount were the big ones, weren't they? Yeah. I like a film studio. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. I like a big, a big, big building. <laughs> big buildings do it for big me. Big buildings do it for me. Where people just make movies and they don't leave that little thingy. I, 
can, can we go back to that? that was, yeah, that... I mean, that's also a theme in Babylon as well. You get all the different movie sets. Did you just say you enjoyed Babylon, the movie? I didn't. I said I enjoyed <sighs> elements of it. Did you just say you enjoy the elephants of it? N- no one enjoyed the elephant. <laughs> Shut up. But... La La Land, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Wasn't always supposed to be that way, no, was it? It was not. Emma Watson was the initial casting choice. And my God, what a terrible film that would have been. <laughs> It would not have been the same. I, I think the problem is, is I, I think Emma Watson's great. But every role I've ever seen her do, you can see Hermione in it. And I don't think that's me putting nostalgia glasses on. I just feel like she brings in her acting. No, there's got to be another it's, it's, way. There's elements of Hermione in everything she does. What other... And I think it's because Emma Watson more or less is that person in real life. What other films has Emma Watson been in apart from Harry Potter? That Little Women. Oh yeah, yeah. She, she was good in that. She was in that like my uh, my evening, not evening, my weekend with Marilyn or something like that. Is she a perk of a wallflower or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's done other things. Maybe Beauty and the Beast. Is she still acting? I think so. She went back to uni, didn't she? She wants to finish all of her. Oh, that's that's all that's of her education, good, yeah. which I think is good. Emma Watson, if you're listening, how's that going? <laughs> she's not listening to this. No, she's not. <laughs> if she was in this. This film would have been of the same quality. Maybe singing-wise, it would have done a bit better for her because I don't think she's that strong a singer. And I think the soundtrack with this, as we, as people hear, mm-hmm. it's a soundtrack where people that maybe aren't as strong will get away with it because it's quite the vocals are quite soft, aren't they? It's very chill. It's jazz. You know. It's very chill. You don't really get any big, big blasty numbers until the audition. Uh, no, no, you know oh, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never, you don't ever get like a real a diva song or anything like that. The audition is about as close as you get to that. Emma Stone was fresh off the back of Cabaret. I think there was a revival for Cabaret. Oh, and so she was ready for that. Then. I assume she was main lady from Cabaret. Oh, Sally Bowles. Yes, and apparently the reviews were great for that. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that this was the next step for her. Because interestingly, Sally Bowles is also known as kind of a character that you can do if you're also not really that strong of a singer. Is she that maybe can, this time? Yeah, you can kind of, you can play it to a someone who wear, a lot of it's about the character acting. You haven't seen Shit's Creek? I have not. You need to, because in the final season, they do a production of Cabaret. Oh. And it's gold. It's, re- it's I, really I love good. Cabaret. I can't say I've seen it. It's so good. We should go see it this year. Oh yeah, big time. Absolutely. But La, we're not talking about Cabaret. We're talking about La La Land. We are. Ryan Gosling's in this. Indeed. He has background in dancing. Have you seen him do the little... Yeah. When he was a kid. Oh, bless him. Oh, he's, he's made for, for movies like this. Uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's a big stretch. No. For him. Acting-wise, I, I think he's relatively safe. Obviously, he brings his all to it, because he, he... Ryan Gosling, before this film was cast, he couldn't play piano. And now look at him. He's so talented. I hate people like that. Who <laughs> were just like, I'm just going to do this. I can just do this with one hand. What? Yeah, exactly. And he's like modern jazz in I love that. <laughs> six months. He's great. He's good in this, though. He is good in this. What do you think to their chemistry together? Oh, they're perfect. Oh. Oh. Yes, they are. They're, they're a really believable couple. Even though you know you're looking at Hollywood actors. Mm. They felt like... It felt like Mia and Sebastian were real people. That is the name of the characters that... Uh, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone play. <laughs> yes, for those of you out there who weren't yeah. sure. But yeah, I thought they came across as believable. What did you think to their relationship? I like it. Uh, they've worked together before, though. On what? Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. There was a, they were in a film called Gangster Squad. Did you, did you see that film? I did not. No one saw that film. Okay, so they've worked together. I think they've got... I think they worked well in Crazy Stupid Love, which I think was before this. Yeah. So that this is just that up a, up a notch. And a bit more singing and dancing. Yeah. A thing we should talk about is the music. Of course. As musicals go, cinematic ones, mm-hmm. how does this rank for you in terms of absolute bangers? I like it more than The Greatest Showman. Correct. That's funny you should say that. They, same same people. You can kind of tell. Pasek and Paul, I believe, yeah. are their names. Uh, they won Oscars for this and not for The Greatest Showman. Not for The Greatest Showman. <laughs> but The Greatest Showman soundtrack is good. My problem with The Greatest Showman is a lot of it's been remade by different artists and I've did them and oversaturated. I find myself thinking about songs off this more than I do The Greatest Showman. Like Another Day of Sun. Oh my God, that's a summer anthem. I can play that in my car and love life. I was listening to that today. You was? Mm-hmm. What's your favourite song from the soundtrack? It, it, it is Another Day of Sun. 
It's a good one. It's 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 from the start of the film. I think they do a because they shut a bit of the freeway off yeah. in LA, and they've got all the cars lined up. Some of it is CGI where they fill in the yeah like, like the really far extras. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's been a musical of that scale where everyone's so well choreographed and just having such a good time. What's West Side Story like for that? I've not seen that. You've not, oh, you've not seen the West Side Story? Not the new one. It's good. I think it's set in its ways a bit. Okay, so I've, I've seen clips of America and that looks very similar in how it's been choreographed. Yeah, I think that... I think West Side Story does owe a lot to this. Yeah. I think a few modern musicals owe it, owe it to La La Land. Yeah. Because musicals were dying for a bit. And then Chicago happened. Chicago brought it back, yeah. And then we've not had a good, proper MGM-style musical. I would agree, yeah. It was, it's been jukebox musicals. It's been jukebox, so we've had, like... Hairspray. Oh, no, we've had the Andrew Lloyd Webber. And, like, is it... I can't remember his name. It's not Cameron... Is it Cameron Macintosh and stuff? The Little Miss stuff? Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> but, yes. So, it's nice to finally have one that's paying homage... Maybe, maybe stealing a few things as well, but yeah. doing it that old-fashioned way. And I really like that, because I didn't feel like it was as showy as some of those those old musicals were. It wasn't all jazz hands, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean other than the opening number, which is obviously choreographed to a T, it's perfect, mm. and we get some like ballroomy kind of scenes. Yeah. Other than that, it's quite... It's, it's, it's quite muted, but it feels like a big Hollywood sound set. It's, I don't know, I love it. Yeah, I oh know, it's, it's, it's top notch. Damien Chazelle knows how to direct music. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of what, visually, what music should be. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait, for you to, wait for you to watch Whiplash. I think it's spectacular. It's, some, mm-hmm. it's really something else. But Babylon does it as well. I think he's really good at doing... Because he's passionate about these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he grew up watching these old musicals anyway and like soft jazz and things like that so when he wrote the script obviously there's a line in the film where it says people like what people are passionate about yeah and i think that's why this one works so much i'd be interested to see how many of his like techniques and stuff were used based on how some of these old movie musicals were filmed yeah okay yeah compared to like loads of cgi and shit like that that we get now in terms of like doing everything on hand yeah well there's the location we should talk mm-hmm. about there's a few songs in this but one of one of the key ones that is quite memorable, is A Waste of Lovely Night. Mm-hmm. Or is it called A Lovely Night? I forget. You're thinking of Cinderella. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's obvious, that was done in, what's it called, Tw- The Twilight Hour? Yeah. Where the sun's sort of like setting and stuff. And you only get so long. So they only had a half hour window to do it. So they'd probably be there all day, just waiting for this half an hour. Mm-hmm. Rehearsing all day. And it's like, right, we're nearly there. In costume. And that's a long, it's all one take as well. Yeah. Where they're walking up the hill, and then they do the dance, mm-hmm. and then they leave. It's all one take. Yeah. I think it's r- very well done and well choreographed. Mm-hmm. Not just in terms of dancing, just in terms of everyone bringing, doing what they were bringing supposed to do. Bringing their A game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like location scouts and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a love letter to Los Angeles in general. It is, and I think it always it matches the colour palette really well that this film has. I do love the aesthetic of this film. I can see why. Mm-hmm. It's all very block colours, isn't it? Yes. You don't really get many pastels and stuff like that. It's all very much... And I said to you, it's, it reminds me of when you used to go to like Frankie and Benny's and stuff as a child and they'd give you four crayons <laughs> with, your, with your children's colouring books, uh-huh. like colouring sheets. That's what the aesthetic is in this film. It's literally like those four block colours. I don't know if anyone listening to this knows what Frankie and Benny's is because there's that few oh, of them now. Oh, no. Pizza Express. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Similar to... A pizza, this film is a Pizza Express, guys. Colouring pencils. There's not really much else we can talk about it, like the setup of it. Just gotta go for it. It's a, this whole thing is about a relationship. Yes. It starts with these two people who just keep crossing paths. It's quite romantic. Mm-hmm. It's that like, when they first met, they didn't like each other, and then things happen in the film. I kind of disagree with you a little bit there. I think the relationship is a part of it, but there's also a massive kind of going going for your dreams sort of thing about believing in yourself, all that sort of stuff as well. Okay. Okay. Ultimately, how this film ends is because they. They make the decisions they do, which isn't romance-based, is it? Yes, yes, it is. It's not. Well, it's not romance-based, but it's the thing that you. Well, you don't see it in many Hollywood films. No, and I, I thought it was a breath of fresh air. Absolutely, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not over it. <laughs> but 
I like that after, after another day of sun, it kind of sets the tone. Mm-hmm. We've got Ryan Gosling in his car, Emma Stone in her car, and they he swears at her. Mm-hmm. Or she swears at him. For, I forget. And I swear at me. And I swear, I'm swearing <laughs> at everyone. And I'm, I'm just going to keep my middle fingers up for the rest of this podcast. What do you think of that? Thumb down. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so Emma Stone is a waitress. Yeah. Doesn't want to be, but she's she's got bigger dreams. No connection to the actual musical waitress. Not in the, not on the podcast. Just, I think it's just me and you. In I general. Think we should talk about it. I think it's quite nice. Yeah, she's on the Warner Brothers lot. Yes. First of all, almost minus a star for not showing me that fucking water tower. You love the water tower. I love it. I think it's iconic. I think it's really iconic. It's just because you think that the Animaniacs live in there. They do live in there. <laughs> okay. Show me the Animaniacs. I need to see them. I like what the Warner Brothers lot looks like. It's pretty, isn't it? Where there's like a set over there. There's a backdrop over there. They're filming over here. They're filming over here. Stop. Don't walk behind this scene. We're acting now. Yeah. I just, I think that's so great. Yeah. I don't know if that's what it's like. I think that some of them will probably be like that. But I also know that it's open a lot to the public, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you think they would go, okay, this is the coffee shop that Emma Stone worked at in the film La La Land? I don't know how much of it is is based on a real on a real lot or how much is filmed on a lot I don't know I don't know much about that kind of side of it but I'd be interested to know mm-hmm. it's quite a good mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite a good film for anyone who has dreams of making it myself included it's going to get personal in a second because well it's going to get it's going to get personal right now okay fuck it when I watch this film uh, for me, I always I always dreamed of performing and being an actor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not it's not worked out, mm-hmm. not yet. Who knows if it does? But things like this would it was quite relatable. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. In terms of you're an actor, you're not you're not getting anywhere. And then Emma Stone's character, she writes a play, and no one turns up for the play. Like I know what that's like. Yeah. Having no one turn up to your play, it's, it's really. <laughs> It's, it's, but it's something that you've created and you've put, you've put yourself out there for other people. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's, it is hard. And I think that's the whole kind of thing we get in general with, with things like acting and uh-huh. performing. Yeah. You are having to put yourself out there and try your best. And you know what? Not everyone's going to like it. Yeah. And it can be really soul-destroying. And we see that happen to Emma Stone's character with all the auditions she's getting. So it's all been a no. Yeah. And as we see, sometimes it's not personal, but it can feel that way. Oh, yeah, there's someone better looking outside or mm-hmm. no one's paying attention. It's... I think one of the one of the first auditions Emma Stone goes to, mm-hmm. she's uh, wearing white top and she's got her hair the way she has. Yeah. But then she walks out and it's not been something. It's not done. She's not done well. Mm-hmm. But every woman has this, has done the same thing. Yeah. Like white shirt and same sort of hair, and she gets. I'm guessing it's part of the casting call, though. I'm guessing. Potentially, or it could just be whatever. You know. You know. There's so that's the thing, I suppose, as well with with stuff like performing, acting, movies. There's so many people all battling out for one role. Yeah. Even the extras. And I think this film does well at showing that. Yeah. It's, it's something you don't you don't see often. No, because you, you only really ever get shown stories that are the extreme. People making it and making it big or losing it and losing it hard. Yeah. There's never someone who's just gone, okay. In the middle, like a normal person. Just a normal person. And that's why I think she's relatable. Yeah. I think Ryan Gosling's less relatable, but that's only because I don't care that much about jazz. Yeah. But I think as a performer... Somebody wants to do their own thing, but they're being contracted to constantly do the same shit they don't want to do or passionate about. Yeah. Well, his journey is completely different to hers. Yeah. So he is, he's he's a musician, mm-hmm. and he he really he wants to play jazz in a, like a jazz club and stuff, but he, he he just can't he can't afford it. Yeah. L. A. Man, it's it's expensive out there, guys. It's not cheap. So to make ends meet, he he does he's in a band uh, performing at a party, and I want to say. Just a quick thing. That is one of the best cover versions of I Ran. You love that, don't you? I've ever heard. You can get it on the soundtrack. It's on Spotify and I love it. I know it's on all your uh, like happy happy sunshine albums. Yeah. Oh, welcome on the avenue. Sorry, there's a flock of seagulls in here. I'm not going to lie. Emma Stone's really funny in that scene. Where she's doing the... She does the, the dance I do to groups yeah, in the she heart. does. So she's, trying, she's basically taking the mickey out of Sebastian. That's his name. That's the guy's character because he was a dick to her previously. Mm-hmm. He's always been rude to her, so she's getting him back a little bit. So he sort of confronts her about this. Yeah. And he goes, oh, you're an actress? Like, where was, what have I seen you in? 
Yeah. And she's like, oh, I work in a coffee shop. And she's not, she doesn't take that to heart. That's quite, no. a, that's a dig for any aspiring actor. It's like, oh, yeah. That- You'll find as well, just jump in a little bit. Both their characters know what it's what it feels like to feel disappointment mm-hmm. and people knocking you down and how hard it is. And he always uses like, he uses it against her a few times. Bearing in mind, he knows himself how hard that is. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's him going out of his way to be a dick. I think that's that's who he is. He's a bit cynical in that way. Yeah, because Ryan Gosling doesn't really show much emotion in this. No, I think the only emotion he has is jazz. That's it. He is jazz. <laughs> he, he jazz guys. He jazz guys. What's but no jazz hands. No jazz hands. He doesn't do jazz hands once. Devastating. <laughs> so why do we call them jazz hands? I don't know. That was That's the problem. I'm going to change my letterbox review. No. <laughs> a, a massive problem with no jazz hands. Oh, yeah. Minus a star. Minus a star. Minus a star. Uh, and yeah, after this party, Emma Stone like meets a, a writer and he's like, yeah, I'm writing an adaptation of some shit nursery rhyme or something. Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Yeah. Uh, but from the perspective of the bears. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, whatever sells in Hollywood, I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. So Ryan Gosling goes, okay, I'll walk you to your car. Lovely night happens. And in that, that number, they they start it like a bit shady towards each other. Yeah. A bit weary. It's a bit like your, your trope of we, we, we've kind of enemies to lovers sort of a thing. Yeah. And you can see both of them let their guard down. Yeah. Like throughout that number. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's great. It's cute. It's tappy tappy. It's not the number that makes me go wow though. I know it's iconic because of the, the uh It's on the poster. The poster is from the is 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 iconic now. I remember seeing it for the first time in the cinema thinking, Oh, it's a bit crap. I think it's iconic. But now I think it's iconic. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. So they like sort of like, Oh, like what films do you like and stuff? And he meets her for at the coffee shop and they go for a walk and they t- they just talk about what they like. Yeah. She talks about movies she likes. He talks about jazz. And she doesn't like jazz. No. But well, that'll come back later yeah. in the movie. And, and I just think it's very organic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel forced or like, oh my God, they're falling in love immediately. It's... It doesn't necessarily feel like a romance at all. It's just two people talking about two things they like. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that their first loves. It's their, it's their careers, their passions, their first love. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, was that a question? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, and yeah, and he's like, oh, you, he takes her to a jazz bar. And, he's like, and she's like, I don't get it. And then he offloads this speech about jazz. Mm-hmm. It's quite a good love letter to jazz music. Yeah. But I think it kind of gets lost in its message, message a little bit. Yeah. I'm a bit on the fence with jazz music. Uh-huh. I don't like a smooth jazz. I find that really boring. <laughs> okay. There's, there's a bit of a cheapness to it. You know, like when you, for example, you go around a shop like B&M Bargains and you pick up a really crap stuffed toy. You press the middle and they play some weird jingle. It's usually like a bit of cheap jazz. You're thinking about that sunflower that plays a saxophone, But like the kind of New Orleans sorts of jazz, says so come marching in, absolutely love that. Okay. I find it so uplifting. Okay. And it's, it's really amazing. So that's the thing with jazz music. You'll get somebody like starting on the piano and then all of a sudden the person on the trombone starts and yeah. then the sax. It's, it's perfect. I love it so much. It's this chaos that works together. I think Gosling says like it's um, it's all these people just doing what they love and really understanding each other as performers. Yeah. And then going, okay, look at the saxophone playing and he's hijacked the song and then he's going to have his moment and then that's when... The piano player then comes yeah, in. It's, 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 it's teamwork is what it is. Yeah. And it's all for this one thing that they like. And Emma Stone says, oh, it's jazz is elevating music. Mm-hmm. And, and then, that's like what I said. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, okay, but jazz isn't, you don't, you don't just listen to it. You need to, you need to see it. Mm-hmm. And I think this film really, really does make you see jazz the way a person who likes jazz. I feel like would. Babylon does a better job of showing that, to be fair. Really? Yeah. How so? I don't know. I think in that, especially in that opening scene when they're all, when everyone's frenzically dancing to the weird, I can't remember what it's called. To uh, the, the, at the party? Yeah. Yeah. And you see them playing it. That's really got something, I don't know, something like primal behind it. It's great. Okay. Yeah, but that's set back... Back in the time when jazz was all the rage. Yeah, but is is this bringing anything new to jazz? No, I don't think it was ever. That's that was ever the plan, though. Mm, I don't know because they try to do it a bit later on, don't they, in the story? Yeah, but j- jazz is is evolving. This is a episode about jazz. This is a jazz episode. <laughs> Welcome to the jazz part. Oh, the jazz, smooth jazz. 
um, but yeah, he, he says like jazz is dying as as it is, and then John Legend comes in. Oh my god! And, <laughs> okay, and then he says, "Oh, jazz is evolving, but there's people like you, these traditionalists, who are keep who are holding it back. Jazz moves on with the times. Yeah. It's it's both sides of the argument done really well. And I'm not gonna lie, guys, we get some really on the on the fence mid acting from John Legend, but then we get an absolute fucking banger <laughs> that's been in my head for. That's exactly how it sounds. I have to sing it because I can't play it because copyright, I assume. Yeah. (laughs) Start a fire. Great song. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. It's really good, isn't it? It really is. What band is that, though? Because John Legend is not John Legend in this film. He's a character. But this is their first studio album and they're touring before the album's out. So what band is this? I don't know. No one can tell you. Yeah. But they basically, he asks... Gosling to join him. Mm-hmm. This is while like their relationship is in the blooming middle. at this point. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Like that they're they're enjoying each other's company. They're going on dates. They're moving in together. They're having the best time. What do you think to the uh, dance in the planetarium? That is beautiful. It's uh, that's better than the other dance scene we get between them when they're falling in love. Because Emma Stone's in a relationship, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Oh, I'm going to take you to see Rebel Without a Cause," and it goes, "You haven't seen it." And it's, oh, you, oh, oh no. <laughs> and then he takes her to see it. And she's out with dinner with a... With another man, the guy from American Horror Story. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, oh, what the? What am I doing here? That's where I want to be. He's everywhere yeah. I want to be. And yeah, off, off she goes. And she stands in front of the screen, which, no offence, get the fuck down. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I think that's quite a good shot of Emma Stone, but get the fuck down. She looks beautiful. The way she's lit in that scene is, is cute. Get the fuck down. But no one ever does that. You know, if I can't find where I'm sitting at Cineworld, I don't go and have a look at the front. <laughs> where the... are you? Yeah, it's the credits. Where's, where are you guys, Lang? Yeah, that would be insane. They'd, they'd kick you out for that. They would. Sit the fuck down, bitch. Yeah. Like, if I bust it from Scream 2, get down! Like Jada Pickett Smith. Rebel Without a Cause like, stops working and they go to the planetarium. Mm-hmm. And they have a good time there. Science? Yeah. Science is sexy. Science is sexy, guys. They have a nice little dance mm-hmm. in the stars. La la la. La la la. It's very, uh, <laughs> it's, that's where you get some of the really old Hollywood, again, yet another really big number. Mm-hmm. They're dancing in the stars. It's very pretty. Quite, a lot of ballroom. Quite orchestral. Orchestral. Yes, yeah. it is. C-H. Is it orchestral? It's, it's pretty. And I really like that. And that's yeah. where they kiss and then their relationship blossoms. Yeah. And then Legend rocks up. Offering him this job. Mm-hmm. That he needs because he's out of work. Ah, but this is where... Okay, I know we don't like multiverse movies, but just remember that point where guys. Legend rocks up, because that's yeah. important to the story. Yeah. It's a canon event, guys. It is. A... <laughs> it is. Oh, no, that means it has to happen in every... <laughs> but no. it, it clearly doesn't, because we get an alternative. So, yeah, he offers Gosling a job. Come work with me in the jazz place. Let's, let's tour. Mm-hmm. So, And it's not jazz like Gosling wants, but he'll do it because he needs the money. And he enjoys doing it, so I think he enjoys playing. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone, meanwhile, uh, not finding work. No. Having a tough time of it. But she's like, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, so he kind of inspires her to write a play herself. The, what's the play called? So Long... Boulder City. Boulder City, yeah. Yeah, quite personal. Yeah. She's really bearing her soul, I guess. I mean, it must be really hard doing a one-night kind of... One-woman show, one yeah. One-woman show, yeah. Because you've got no one else to kind of help back you up. It's just you. Mm. And how you're reacting to your scenery, that's it. Props to her. Yeah, that would that would sort well done, Mia. Yeah. So both of these people, and then, you know, she's rehearsing her play uh, in the daytime. Mm-hmm. He's off doing whatever, recording this, uh, an album and stuff. And then they're just, they're not, something's off. The yeah. timing's a bit off where... He's on tour. Yeah, she'll be working on something in the daytime and then he's in, he's asleep. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not quite matching. We're not quite connecting. But it's for the greater cause. They're doing what they the love. The greater good. The greater good. But yeah, they're doing what they love. Fine. Mm-hmm. This isn't a stretch that people don't do this. Indeed. Then something clicks. Well, or just like something bad yeah. happens. And so it's... yeah, because Goslin comes back home. He surprises her with dinner. Well, that... you've, you've skipped the concert. Oh yeah. So because he goes, because she goes to his concert, and she just kind of feels left out. Yeah, she's there to support him. Well done. Why does she get all pissy about it, though? Because it's not what he, he wants to do, and she knows that. 
Like, he's on stage and performing and, yeah. like, kind of enjoying it, I guess. But she knows that he wants to do this other thing. Yeah. But he's kind of sold his soul a little bit. Yeah, she feels like he's sold out a little bit. Yeah. And, like, when the backup dancers come and stand in front of him, it's like... Whoa. She's like, oh, well, this is completely opposite to what jazz is. Yeah. As good as that song is, I think it does really well to be like, oh, well... Yeah. I feel bad for you, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. No, I agree. It turns into a, almost like a pop video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the opening number of their performance as well. And it's... I'm not like, it's fucking great, guys. It's a good song. <laughs> I wonder what the rest of their music was like. I would be listening. Okay. So, yeah, so... You know, he breaks off the tour to go make dinner for her, surprises her. He does, and he's, he, he invites her to go and visit him mm-hmm. on his tour with him. And she says no. Yeah, she's rehearsing for this play. She's rehearsing for the play that opens in two weeks. Yes. And she's like, when he says, oh, if it's a one-woman show and it's just you, why can't you just... Revert, rehearse it with me? Yeah, they clearly miss each other. They miss each other, but neither of them are giving and taking here. Yeah, and she's like, well, no. All my stuff's here. Yeah, but my, but my play's here, that's insane. And then, and then it really escalates quite naturally. Yeah. So he's like, she's like, when's this tour going to finally stop? He's like, well, this is it now. I'm gonna be, I'm in a revolving cycle. From studio to performing to studio to performing. That's him yeah. set now. Yeah. And this is how it's gonna be for a few years because I need money. Yeah. And then it escalates and it escalates. And she says, like, when have you ever cared about what anyone thought of you? And mm-hmm. then he snaps and he goes, you're an actress. What like, what do you know or something? And then yeah, it's quite a good reaction from Emma Stone. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit. And she just leaves him to it. And then he says, um, "Like, I, th- I think you liked me in that place because you felt sorry for me. It made her. F- it made, made you feel good because you're not doing very well, basically. Yeah. You can't, you can't bear to see me successful. Exactly. And I think that's. Do you think there's a part of that that's true? Yeah. Yeah, I do. But that's 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 the nature of that business, though. Yeah, I mean, one one person may be doing really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not so well. Comparison will kill you guys. It will, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then she storms out. He goes back on tour or something. He but does, and then he, she's getting ready to set up her play. It's all ready. She's, she's ready to go. Ready and raring. Mm-hmm. She's emailed all the people she had to. She's put out flyers. You know, it's all riding on this one performance. Mm-hmm. And got, meanwhile, Gosling's doing a photo shoot and got uh, John Legend. Yeah. Legend. <laughs> um, comes in and says, like, oh, you ready for the photo shoot tonight? He's like, oh, but this... I thought that was next week. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit. But John Legend's character asks him, is it okay? And he still says yes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say no, actually. Or can you just not get some shots of me now? And then I can go? Yeah. He doesn't say any of that. He takes a real back seat in that. Mm-hmm. Which maybe is adding into the kind of fact that he's sold himself out. Yeah. He's not putting what he wants first. Mm-hmm. Or the relationship first. Yeah, it's sort, of, it's sort of in this limbo. Yeah. And it's, it's sad. It is sad. Obviously, she does her show. Lights come up. Barely anyone there. Barely anyone there. Her, her three friends are there mm-hmm. from earlier in the film. And there's a few other people dotting around. And that, for me, the first time I saw this, mm-hmm. floods of tears. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, no one went. He wasn't even there. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so sad. Because it is, you know, it's a show she, obviously a biographical piece for her and no one's no one's watching it yeah and shows like that for anyone doesn't know they kind of ride on ticket sales yeah because that's how you pay for your theatre how you pay for you yeah everything else and because well because there's no one there she can't she can't pay it back yeah so she's and she's also absolutely devastated that I mean, she probably could have got over that a little bit yeah. if she was feeling supported, but she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Gosling makes it back just for her to come out of the stage door. And the, they they break up. Yeah, she breaks up with him straight away. She's like, nope. Which is fair of her, I think. Yeah, so you didn't support my dream. I'm going I'm going home. I'm to be fair, I'd have heard him out. Because, you know, for example, if he'd got stuck in traffic or something like that, yeah. that wouldn't necessarily have been his fault. <laughs> but he had plenty of time. He, should, he shouldn't have done that photo shoot. And it's sad, because when, when he's doing the photo shoot, he's obviously doing he's it. He's hating and, it. And then that, that British photographer who's terrible in this. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, why don't you bloody play something? Oh, what are you doing? And then he plays the theme, which is yeah. like their theme of, the, you know, their melody. Yeah. Oh, it breaks my heart. It really does. Poor James. Poor me. Poor Emma. Poor Ryan. Poor Jade. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Everyone's everyone's sad at this point. Yeah. Meanwhile, until they broke up, they've gone separate ways. Gosling gets a phone call. Mm-hmm. Cheeky little phone call. 
He's like, who's this? And it's a phone call for Mia. Obviously, she's not there. So he's like, what What? What, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And it's the casting agent. Yeah. I said, there's an audition tomorrow. We saw you play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you get this message to Mia? Yeah. And fair play to Ryan Gosling's character, Sebastian, mm-hmm. <laughs> for going, okay. And I'm going to make sure she gets this. And he drives to her house yeah. in Boulder City, does the honking thing, which is... Oh, I, that was what I was missing. I, I've never had that. Just Sebastian fur- furiously honking outside my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And I need that. That's the equivalent of the say anything. Yeah, the... The, uh, the John Cusack. The player the in the air, yeah. 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 Which, yeah, I like. He says, right, okay, forget about anything that's happened between us. I'm getting you to the audition. This is a message for you. You have to go. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes. She again gives the same excuses. I'm, I, I can't let my heart keep breaking like this. Yeah. The rejection's too much. It's gotten me down. I've been trying for all these years. She's got a point. She has got a point, but you never know when that union break's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we seen Hollywood actors where they've been trying for years and years and years, got nowhere, then all of a sudden the right people saw it at the right time. That's what it is. It's and that's just all it can be. It can just be one person. One of the people in the play that see the play, obviously the three friends and one of the people scattered around, was a casting agent for a big Hollywood film. That's pure luck. Yeah. And But there are instances where that has happened to a celebrity. Yeah. So, right place, right time. Yeah, but the thing is as well, like with actors, and I say this to people like you as well, you never know when there's going to be someone watching who might then know someone else and say, oh, check out this person. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's the thing. You need to put yourself... Sadly, you have to put yourself out there. Yeah, it, it could be for rejection, but you know, if that right person sees or knows someone who can who they think you could be, be good with... Mm-hmm. Straight away, that's it. That could be you made. Yeah. There you go. Take that advice. Okay, all right. They go to the audition. Yeah. He almost drives off. He's like, I'm going to be here, pick you up at half past eight, and mm-hmm. if you're not there, I'm going. Um, she, she gets in the car. So she's got, mm-hmm. I got coffee. He's like, great. That must have been a very awkward car ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what you been doing? Yeah. Drops her off at the audition. Yeah. And this is where Emma Stone wins the Academy Award. Yeah, she does her, her audition number. They say to her, yeah, tell us a story. And she proceeds to sing for about six minutes. It's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. Next time someone tells me a story, or it says that to me, tell me a story, I'm just going to sing that song to them. Yeah. And you'll get the part. Yeah, I'll get the part. <laughs> next, next job interview, tell yeah. us something about yourself. My aunt well, Paris. <laughs> well, I, can, uh, <laughs> I yeah. can recite this. And yeah. anyone looking for the lyrics to this song, just look at James's arm. It's on my arm. It's on his arm. The um, entire song. The whole song. The whole song is on his arm. It's a long song. It's a lot of words. <laughs> and you're, you've got long arms. Thank you very much. <laughs> For this musical, I think they did a lot of, you know, record it in the studio, sing mm-hmm. it on set. Not this one. This one they did Les Mis style. And you don't like that. I don't like it in Les Mis. That's not the place to do it. This is the place to do it. This is why it works. Okay. What's the, the difference? It's the 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 film calls for a close up shot of Emma Stone, and it is just one shot again, mm-hmm. and it's emotional. It's a, it's a it's a slow pan in, it's a, a lap around, and mm-hmm. then it's it's a zoom out again. Yeah, it's simple. The the colors of it are quite muted anyway. Yeah, her costume's minimal. It's it's pure. It's just emotion. Because her costumes have been staying. She's always had the colour blue on all the way through the film, hasn't she? Mm. She starts off with in dark blue. Yeah. Uh, everything she wears, she's got an element of her costume is blue. And, and, then, it, and it starts to fade out the more as her relationship with Sebastian breaks up. Or her love for theatre fades away. No, I don't know. Cause she, or both. Yeah, she, so maybe her becoming a woman. Who knows? Who knows? But it's, it's, it, that is a good idea of how costuming has been used. It still didn't deserve the Oscar. Sorry, it didn't. <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah, sure. It's those dresses and that. And, um... Yeah, I think the dresses helped it out. But there's there's nothing overly special about those dresses. Sorry. Okay. I, okay. I, I, I could have picked them up from Quiz. Well, what do you want? Mad Max won the Oscar yeah. for costume one year. Like, they, you can't please anyone. That were better. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do you not like the Les Mis approach to this scene? I like the Les Mis approach in Les Mis as well. Incorrect. Jade. It, certain actors needed better in Lemmys, but like Anne Hathaway, I'm sorry, you can't say her performance wasn't incredible. Yeah, again, the, but that works for that scene because it, emotion doesn't work for fucking. Oh, I've stole some bread. You know. <laughs> say that again. Oh, I've stole some bread. You know. <laughs> that was that was missing from this film. You shouldn't you shouldn't do it like that. It doesn't work. They did it for cats, and we all know what happened there. Yeah, so I think it, you feel like it worked in this scene. 
Yes. And we then find out that she gets the role. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. And she gets to go to Paris. They have a conversation, though, before they leave. And it's like, what's happening with us? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know. Probably nothing. And then, but they're... They've ended on some sort of good term. Yeah, they've ended, they've kind of they found a little bit of closure because he didn't support her dream, and now he's just yeah. The, the, the dream has presented itself, and he's pushed her towards it. So I feel like he maybe thinks, you know what, this is me returning, yeah. making it back to you. Yeah, and it pays off because five years later, she's a big Hollywood star. She is, and she's living the life she always wanted to. She is now the person buying coffee instead of serving the coffee. Yeah. She uh, she looks great. Yeah. She's got a house. She's got a fam... A family, yeah. family. <laughs> a really cute and happy family. Yes, but I don't approve, Jade. I don't approve. Yeah, well, they're cute. They're cute, but I do not approve. They're cute and they're happy. I did not sign up for this. I signed up for Gosling, Stone Love. Is that a song? It should be. Okay. Gosling, Stone, Gosling, <laughs> Stone, Stone Love. Gosling, Stone Love. Yeah, but, but meanwhile, he's got what he wanted as well. He's got this jazz club called Seb's that she designed the logo for. But it's kind of, it sucks for him because he has to walk past that billboard with her face on. I wonder if he's just proud of her. I don't think he looks at it. When he, walks he doesn't past, look at it, no. Yeah, when he walks past, he doesn't, you know, you see it once and you're like, right, okay. You know he's watched all them films and had a sad wank, don't you? Yes. <laughs> but you would. You're like, because I've watched this and had a sad wank. <laughs> this film okay the the fin- shut up <laughs> the finale for this film is what makes this film I think the whole film's great up to this point but then that finale is the cherry on top does this do what Babylon later does to you at the end of that film does that make you feel the same way I, I don't even think it's Babylon alone I think it's all of Chazelle's films okay because Whiplash ends the, the last bit is a sucker punch to the face it Oh, I can't wait for you to watch it. Genuinely. You're going to give that five stars on Letterboxd. Okay, well, we'll see. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, this one is an emotional gut punch. Because after, you know, going out for dinner with her husband, who I don't approve of, <laughs> Emma Stone goes, oh, we're going to this club. And it's his club. Yeah. She doesn't know this until she gets in it. Yeah. But at which point you don't want to be like, this is my ex. This is my ex's club, yeah. Yeah. So they sit down. Ryan Gosling comes on stage and is like, okay, that was great. Well done. And the last people who are on, clocks her. Mm-hmm. Sadness ensues for me. <laughs> um, yeah. He plays their theme. Yeah. And the whole film plays out again. It does like a, it does a sliding doors. It goes to mm. a, it goes to the canon event. Yeah. When he is fired earlier in the film, mm-hmm. he just kisses her straight up. Mm-hmm. They live their life together. When Legend rocks up, he says, no thanks. Yeah. They live their lives exactly they were the way they planned. Exactly the same. They're happy mm-hmm. in this multiversal... He doesn't get his his jazz club, though, does he, in this one? In the alternative universe? No. No. He goes with her to Paris. Yes. Yeah, so... where, where the jazz is good. Yeah, because Paris is a good place for jazz. Uh, yeah, I guess. No, it is. I mean, the French Quarter in New Orleans, it's a lot of it's uh, Parisian artists. Oh, okay, yeah. There you go, guys. It's called New Orleans. Come, it's French. All right. So uh, we get him him doing that, her mm. doing her acting part, and then yeah. bec- her becoming bigger and bigger. She could have paid for him to have a fucking jazz club by that point. She could have had seven clubs for that. Yeah, but I guess, I guess it's something that you want. It's a matter of pride. He wants to do it by himself. Who knows? But yeah. It plays out to the exact same point mm-hmm. where they would have ended up with the cute family. Yeah. Going to the jazz bar. Yeah. Enjoying the jazz. But they're together. Yeah. The final note plays, and then like Gosling is still on stage, mm-hmm. and she's still there with her husband, who I do not approve of, Jade. <laughs> I don't like him. Oh, but he loves her. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the saddest thing. They had to give up each other for their own personal goals. Mm-hmm. It's worked out, but we could have had the... They didn't have to... <laughs> or maybe that is that is the dream world. Maybe that was the dream for it to have gone that way. Yeah. So are we seeing an alternative reality, or are we seeing like a dream reality? We're seeing both. You think it's both? I think it, I think that is. They both wish it could. Have I been think that way. if it. No, I think it. I think it would have been that way. Because really? I think I think they loved each other. I think they loved each other, but I think they loved their their like their careers, their passions more. Okay. I think they always did. Yeah. That always came first. Okay. But I, uh, that's my thing with Mia and, and Sebastian. I feel like they're too much of the same person almost. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no like kind of give or take as much because that's the thing. So for Sebastian to move to Paris with her, he would have to give up. Yeah. 
I'm part of what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think either of them were willing to do that. Yeah, but they, they could have been happy. They could have been, but I think that they, they, were, they stood in their own way. Mm-hmm. And each other's because of that. Yeah, the the husband who I don't approve of, Jade. <laughs> so, do you want to go? You, are we done? And then Emma Stone's like, yeah. They walk. She walks out of the club. She mm-hmm. stands. She turns. Uh, Gosling is still at the piano. He's not moved since finishing that song. What a buzzkill that must be, though, to go from that jazz number to fucking Ryan Gosling crying over his piano. Well, if you're patron in that bar, you'd be like, "What the fuck's this?" No, I'd be like, "Gosling, are you okay? Do you want that girl?" Because I will stop at nothing to get you that girl. From her husband. Who I don't approve of. (laughs) I don't like him. He does nothing wrong. What's his name? Husband. Great. (laughs) (laughs) But they look at each other knowingly. They're like, we've done it, haven't we? There's almost a conversation there. Yeah, in just how they look at each other. It's almost like it's it's both a high and a goodbye in the same... Yeah. Like, you good? And also, uh, you've made it. It's like, it's, I know, it's so, they do so much in that, just one scene of looking at each other. Yeah. Then the acting I saw in Babylon. There's pride on them. <laughs> There's pride on them faces. There is. And it's spectacular. Yeah. Film ends. It's the same way that her, Emma Stone looked at oh. Andrew Garfield at the Oscars. Oh, They don't. looked at each other exactly the same way. Don't. They, she was like, yeah, I've done this. And he was like, yes, you have, my darling. It was, oh. Oh, anyone who could see James now is about to cry into his hands. Genuinely, because nothing upsets me more than the... Oh Emma's... my God, are you actually crying? You're Genu- getting close, aren't you? I'm not oh. far off. Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield, they were so happy and they, they just wasn't working for them. And then, have you seen the interview she did for Vogue? Where yeah. it was the questions? And it was, like, what's your favourite gift someone's bought you? And then Emma Stone says it's a rocking chair. Yeah. And then Andrew Garfield in a later interview said... Oh, I made someone something once. I took up carpentry and I made a rocking chair. Yeah. It's the same fucking rocking chair. Those two needed each other and we let them down. Maybe they're telling the true story of Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. Minus 10 stars for La La Land for that reason. This film is a film that gets you... It cures you of your depression when you're watching it and then it puts you back down there again yeah. at the end. But that's... It's, but it's good. It's, it's, this is a great film. Oh, it is. God. Not as good as Moonlight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is which is okay. We're just going to double bill this. Let's go straight into Moonlight. Yeah, right. Marshall Ali. Uh, Let's talk about her performance. Hand job on a beach, anyone? <laughs> this is a spectacular film. I love it so much. And how hard do you cry at this film? If you, if I was watching this alone and you went there, mm-hmm. I'd have gone full sobbed on it. Did you full sob at the cinema? Oh God, yeah. But every time. <laughs> and it never let up. Every time it was sad. Was you there with company? Was you there on your own? No. Often I'd see it alone. There was one time I went to see it with loads of seniors because it was on in the afternoon screeners. Oh no. Got a free tea and coffee though. Oh yes. Yeah. But I was sat there like... <laughs> All these old people are like... Is he, is he okay? Yeah. Whippersnapper. They don't like it when you go in there. Well I know because you're not, you're not senior. But, but I'm paying the same price. I'm enjoying a coffee and a biscuit. Biscuits. I'm watching <laughs> La La Land. What, you know, I want to watch the movie. We're here. Is that they're empty seats, guys? Yeah. <laughs> it's not busy. That's, that's, that's typical of that generation. It's like, it's like I'm happy, but I don't want you to be happy. Correct. Even though there's no one sat there, I still don't want you to sit there either. I don't know what the demographic for this podcast is with that age group, but if they're listening, I'm sorry if we've just offended you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah. Be kinder, guys. Okay, great. <laughs> La La Land, is it better than Space Jam? Yes. Like ten times better. Oh, God, yeah. A thousand times better. How many times have you cried at Space Jam? It's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> he, re- he reaches his long arm out and he dunks the basketball. Aww. And then they go, the tunes win. That makes you cry. Honestly, I don't know what's happened to me. I'm an, I'm an emotional wreck. Because every film we've watched recently, I've cried at. And you've you've done nothing. No. I'm not a heartless person. I do cry at movies. The first movie I watched this year was Father of the Bride and I sit and sob through that. I Just different things make me cry. I mean, you cry at Feed the Birds. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> it's, it's so nice. It's so nice when the person's like Feed the Birds. When the old lady feeds the, feeds the pigeons the bread. When she tells you how much a bag of food is <laughs> for the birds. Every time you get like um, problems every time you see pigeons in town, don't you? You're like, Feed the Birds, everyone. 
No, uh, when I see a pigeon in town, me, me and a pigeon look at each other and do that nod at the end of laugh. You do. <laughs> but proud of you. Proud of you. <laughs> proud of you too. Proud of you too. Yeah. Did it deserve the Oscars? It did win. Yes. Apart it from did. apart from apart from there, yeah, no, because yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't the best. That was Moonlight's. I think Emma. Sur- it did it. No, it did not deserve costume. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Did that it? was shit. Okay. I'd have hated to have been in any film that wasn't those two at the Oscars that were nominated because everything more or less went between the between both of them. Yeah. They were like, oh, for fuck's sake. But it was a what a stellar, stellar film this is. What a time to be alive. Oh, honestly, what a good performance of by Emma Stone and Gosling Stone in particular. Yeah, she deserved the Oscar. Quick thing as well, uh, go and see Poor Things. Because Emma's probably going to get a second Oscar with that. Someone's uh, reminded me that Lily Gladstone exists from Curse of the Flower Moon and people are saying she's going to get it. Oh yeah, she's um, she's also going to get the Oscar. They both are. Oh, it, it's a tie. It's good to Lily. Oh, is it Emma's? Uh, it's Emma's actually. Moonlight. Yeah. <laughs> Moonlight's back. Thank you for talking La La Land with me. You're very welcome. Should we just do a nod to sign this one off? Yeah. <laughs> we just nodded, guys. It's so sad with the nod at the end. Okay, thank you. Yep. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. First one of 2024. Woohoo, exciting. Whoop, whoop, whoop. What's next? Grace. It's the word. It's the word that, that you, you heard. heard. It's got groove. It's got meaning. Do, 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 do. Time. That means we're about to get loads of Frankie Valley getting played in our car soon, so that's exciting. Those people are not teenagers. No, they're not. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in the <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to lay into these 40-year-olds <laughs> who should know better. What a time to be alive. Love that land. It's so sad. I hope you enjoyed this Moonlight podcast. Yep, enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. See you soon. Bye. Woo!